0: Hello oh, and welcome to The Vlogging Pod. Today we are joined by a fabulous author of two series, Crossroads of Kings, Mill, and Guardians of Darcia. Welcome, Lonnie. Hello, how are you? <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. All right. Okay, I'm going to try to mute you again, just because so, we're getting a little bit of feedback. Um, I'm going to, My first question for you tonight is, I'm going to start this interview off by asking you about a story written at the age of 13. One in which you won a contest? I'd love to hear a little bit more about that, if you wouldn't mind.
1: Sure. Um, the contest was for um, a J.C.'s contest um, for the school uh, that uh, they were doing for Halloween stories. And I thought, sure, why not? My my English teacher, you know, said there was going to be a $50 gift certificate and all this. So I thought, I'm going to write one. And I had been reading, I know at 13, reading Stephen King was not something that most kids did at that age. But um, I was reading some Stephen King and I thought, I'm going to try some just crazy off the wall Um, Halloween stuff so I wrote this short story that was kind of out there it wasn't like a happy ending kind of thing it was kind of spooky and macabre I I guess it was more Edgar Allan Poe-ish because it didn't have a whole lot of gore to it it just had a lot of interesting things in it and um, I didn't think anything about it and a few weeks later um, my teacher came up to me and she said Lonnie you won the contest out of all the schools in the area, you won the contest and you've got two tickets to the haunted house and $50 gift certificate. And so I was like, "Really? One for a writing contest?" <laughs> <laughs> so that was my first love of of writing, and from that point on, it just kind of blossomed into various other things. But I've always loved, you know, kind of spooky things, but. Um, Not so much the gruesome things, but more of the um, paranormal, um, kind of, I don't know, kind of mystery kind of things. So, you know, Edgar Allan Poe and and, um, some Sherlock Holmes tucked in there a little bit. So those kind of things.
0: Well, I love Sherlock Holmes. And since we're talking about your youthful experiences... Tell me about your time in, let's see, what was it? You About diving into the World Encyclopedia. I heard somewhere that this was your favorite
1: book. <laughs> yes, it was. Um, I used to wake up early in the morning on weekends. Um, I was always an early, early riser when everybody else was sleeping in. My mother had a set of World Book Encyclopedias from the 60s and 70s, and they had all the 1970s. Yeah, I'm dating myself here, um, but I would sit and and go from A all the way to Z, and then you know do the world um, yearbooks that came in the set every year. But it was so much fun and interesting things because you know I was I was growing up in these small towns around the country, and this took me into places and in different countries and introduced me to people you know, in history and time that, um, you know, I, I I wouldn't know about any other way. Um, back in the day, we didn't have the internet and Google and all that fun stuff. So that was my, my way of researching and finding fascinating characters and places to, to think about. And one day, you know, dream about going to. And I, I have been to some of those places now. So it's been a little fun to, to see those places that I've read about in encyclopedias. <laughs>
0: awesome actually um you can learn a lot of knowledge from the encyclopedias well we had those when i was growing up too and i was born in the 70s so there you go <laughs> so that dates me too um so tell me about uh, wanted one ghost i believe now if i'm correct here i believe this was the first book you've written
1: this is the first book um that i wrote Uh, My husband, actually, when I started writing it, he said, "Okay, I'm going to give you one year to finish an entire manuscript. He um, he said, I'm tired of seeing all these little notepads around the house with snippets of stories here and there. He said, here you go. Here's a computer. Here's a laptop. You know, he he gave me everything, including a hard drive and a printer and said, you have one year. I want I want to see a full book and then try and get it out there. And I'm like, okay, okay, no problem. So I sat down and I wrote the um, first draft to Wanted One Ghost. And um, it went through a couple of, of course, a couple of drafts because it was never quite good enough. And I had gone through, um, I had been introduced to um, the Maryland write, uh, romance writers and, and had gotten into some critique groups that helped me with, you know, the bare bones of everything. So that was, that was a great thing to have, um, have done at that time. And I I still use a lot of those techniques and, and things that they've taught me over the years, but the wanted one ghost was so much fun to write because the characters just took, took to themselves and, and, you know, created the story. And I've added so many characters from that, that each, each book that I've written in this series and even some of the smaller um, stories off of it that I've written, they've all played a cameo. They've come back and kind of played a cameo role in various parts and pieces. So they've become close friends of mine, the characters. But Wanted One Ghost was, was a lot of fun because I got to use a lot of the history of the area that I live in now. Um, which takes uh, place in a lot of the uh, American Revolution or right before the American Revolution. But it also takes place in a lot of the um, had to deal with a lot of the area um, that this that I that I live in um, in Western Maryland. And it's just got a lot of history. Um, Of course, the Civil War was one of the books, uh, part of the crossroads of Kingsmill. Um, In my series, uh, one of my books called um, Unsettled Graves also um, takes place and uses the uh, Civil War as part of that theme. So a lot of different themes there, a lot of different history to go on. So I take and and run with that a lot with my books.
0: That's really cool. Um, In full disclosure, Lonnie and I have actually met. Uh, We met in Maryland on a book tour. Um, Hollow Read, so we've actually met in person, which is awesome. And since we're talking about your books, Lonnie, um, tell us a little bit about Immortal Moonlight, which I believe is your newest.
1: I haven't gotten it out yet. It's in the third draft right now, but I do have um, the cover for it, and I have been promoting it a little bit here and there. Um, It's the fourth book, Um, in the Guardians of Dacha series and it's um, it's I think it's uh, about women empowering themselves Um, so I'm really excited about this because it's not just a romance it's about a woman's journey so it's a whole different twist on how I want to um, examine some of my characters and some of the roles that they play within this series that I have in this world that I created and even though it's a fictional world of immortals and, and um fantasy, I think it has a lot to do with um, women in general, um, some of the things that they face on a on a regular basis and how and things that they've faced over um, you know, centuries. But um, I think in general it's a it's about a woman finding herself and where she belongs in in life. And I think that's so important in 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 any in in any day I think and um, using this character is a lot of fun because she she gets to be a little out there sometimes <laughs> so I'm really excited about hopefully getting the final draft done and out i I meant to have it out earlier this year and then life happened that's all I can say is life just happened. <laughs>
0: I fully understand that. We all kind of get carried away in our own lives. Um, but since we're talking about the series, can you tell us a little bit more about how it actually came about? I mean, your first brainstorm ideas of the series?
1: Uh, Guardians of Dacha?
0: Yes, please.
1: please. <laughs> uh, Guardians of Dacha. I was actually researching my uh, family history on my father's side and um, My great grandfather came from Romania and I started doing some history. And of course, everybody knows about, you know, Dracula and all the paranormal things uh, that came from Transylvania and and that area of of Romania. But they don't know about a lot of the other history behind that, too, that goes even further than, of course, Vlad the Impaler, who was um, one of the inspirations for Dracula And um, but the I went I went a little further into the pre-Romanian conquest before the the Romans conquered Romania and delved back into the history and some of the folklore and legends of that time frame. And they did use a lot of um, the same inspiration, like the wolf is very is is almost a talisman for a lot of their clans in Romania um and when they were known as Dacha um that's where the guardians of Dacha came from the idea behind it was that the um the clan that I I had created um they caused a civil war amongst themselves which began the fall of Dacha when Rome the Roman conquest took place and um, because they had been such a powerful nation prior to that. And um, so my my characters kind of created that downfall. Um, and when they did that, the gods, the, the Dutch and gods cursed them and created, uh, kind of separated them. And this is their storyline and it's now present tense and they're recreating and restructuring their their clan after thousands of years their bloodline has been restored um and now more characters and more immortals are coming coming into play and it's creating havoc in their their old world and their old world you know, their old line that is now, okay, now we've got to think about a whole new generation and a whole new culture to to come into play here. So it's it it was it, it all started on researching my family history <laughs> and it went further than I expected into folklore and legend. <laughs> which I thought was really fascinating and I thought, I'm gonna go with this.
0: <laughs> well that's cool. Um, I'm going to try to talk and not mute you because, oh well, wait a minute, I'm still hearing myself. Okay. I got to mute. <laughs> so I, when I do my research on you, I, I like to dive a little deep into each, each of my guests. So I hear you write four to five hours a day, which first off I have to say, wow. Um, with a full schedule of your working and home life, how do you make the time for four to five hours a day?
1: I'm going to have to admit that that was, that's probably not as much as I, I, I don't do that as much as I used to. Um, I try and do at least two hours a day. Um, sometimes I might only get one hour a day lately, but I do work a full, full-time full job outside of writing, um, but I have created a time slot in which I and and as you know, you have to also do you know marketing and writing and find time to do all the different steps along the way. So that's one of the um, the issues as is being of being an independent author. A lot of times is is you're 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 wearing so many hats and having to to take on those things. And what I I want to try and just do is just be able to sit and write. And that's what I'm hoping for. And I try and get at least. Um, I try and get at least eight hours a week now. Um, four and five hours a week—that was—that was probably a few months ago. But I haven't been able to do that lately. <laughs> as we as we go back, life happened.
0: Oh, I fully understand that. But as we talk about um, your writing and taking off to new heights. Let's switch gears just a minute and talk about your climb up Diamond Head in Hawaii.
1: Oh, yes. Not only once, but I've done it five times. <laughs> Every time we had guests, that came over because I lived we lived in Hawaii for um, four years when we were stationed there. My husband and I were in the military and um, when we were stationed there, we would have guests, any guests that we had that came to visit, we would take them to Diamond Head. And of course, we climbed Diamond Head. So we did it then. And then when we took our children back, um, my oldest daughter was born there, but she was only about a uh, little less than a year old when we moved back to the mainland. And so we, we promised her when she graduated high school, or before she graduated high school, that we would take her and um, her sister back to Hawaii and we did. So again, we climbed diamond head with them because you have to, when you, when you go to Hawaii, you have to climb diamond head. That's, that's just all there is to it. There's a few things you have to do and you have to climb diamond head. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's awesome. Well, we only have a few minutes left, but I want you to think, think, um, think very closely to this. Um, tell our listeners one thing that if we were to scan the internet for you, tell us one thing as an author that we may not know or may be able not to be able to find about you as an author.
1: As an author. Wow. Um, you may not be able to find... Wow, that I was a radio DJ? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, as an author, you may not be able to find um, all of my writing experiences behind the what you see out there. I would like to be able to share all those experiences. One of the things that I feel very strongly about is trying to share, especially with like a younger audience, um because when i started writing for for me it was more than just the the contest that i won it became my outlet a lot of people you know they say they used to write poetry or they used to draw or they used to dance or but for me it was writing putting myself in character situations and writing about things helped me deal with things growing up that that came to me in either, you know, the teenage teenage angst that we go through or or certain situations that happen. And I always, I I would love to be able to share that with a younger generation and go, here's something to help you cope with whatever it is you're going through. Sit down and write about it. Sit down and write it out. Sit down and see it in paper. And if it becomes a story, that's great, but write. Write it out so you can see what, what's actually going on instead of just feeling sad or angry or, or whatever. Write it, write it out and let your feelings, so you can see what you're, you're feeling on paper. And I, I think that's, that's so important in this day and age um, to let, let kids know that they have an outlet like that.
0: Well that is awesome. I want to thank you so much for being on the program. I want to thank our audience for being here. Um, We do have a guest lined up for next Thursday so please stay tuned and check in with us. I want to thank you all again for a great evening. Have a good evening as well. (laughs) I know that sounds a little tongue-tied there but thank you so much for joining us again. Lonnie my pleasure you are such an awesome guest. Thank you again everybody. Have a great evening. Bye bye for now.